I want to take a look at, a, at an old gentleman that a lot of people overlook in this, but he's very, he's got such a great story to tell. He's been immortalized in the Word of God. And he is a man of God. And he was very, very, um, how should I put this, devout in his love of God. And he happened to be there when Jesus was being brought back into the temple area here in this, in this story. I'm going to read out two different versions so you get a good look at this. In Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35. This is out of the King James Version. I'll just read up to this. Um, I'll, I'll start in verse 22 so we get the gist of what's going on. And when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem, him being Jesus, to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice, verse 24, according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. I love this guy. Never met him, but I love him. Listen at this. Feel this with me as we read through this. Feel what this guy is feeling. Put yourself there back in this day. This is awesome. Listen to what happened with this man. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child Jesus, brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now I'm going to read that same passage. This is out of the NLT and this will put it in your language today. At the time, this is verse 25, at that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and he re uh, revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. The day that, that day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. God will put you in the right place at the right time if you'll follow Him and if you'll listen to Him morning. He took the child in His arms and praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, now let Your servant die in peace as You have promised. I have seen Your salvation which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and He is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about Him. 
And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be the joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. And as a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your very soul. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we come to you tonight, Lord, to celebrate the word, to look back in time and take a look at the meaning of what you're wanting us to glean from this, Lord. As we look at this man, Simeon, this third party here, Lord, to to Joseph and Mary and Jesus and this whole scene that was going on here. Lord, we just ask you to reveal to us the word of God and the most deepest things, Lord, that we can understand from this. And Lord, we give you the thanks and the praise and the glory and the honor. And Lord, we celebrate, Lord, the coming of the Messiah. Thank you for sending your only son. For in sending him, Lord, you've saved us all that would believe in him. And we ask your blessings in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I love looking at how Simeon looked at Jesus. I put out there, I was going to preach a sermon as, who is Jesus to you? Look at this beautiful sanctuary that was built. Jesus had to have meant something to somebody. When you started way over here to my right, in a little bitty building. And then you went piece by piece by piece by piece over the decades. Until we got to right here. Jesus had to meant something to someone. It's easy to see that. It's easy to see down here that Jesus means something to everyone that's here tonight. Or you wouldn't be here tonight. He means something to you. What is it that he means to you? When I read Simeon's view of this, I'm looking at what Simeon is feeling and what, how he viewed Jesus. He was told by God that he would not die until his eyes would see Jesus, the Messiah. He was told that he wouldn't die. He was told he was going to see the coming Messiah that would save the world from its sins. This was a very heartfelt moment of adoration. He's seen Jesus in a very different way. Not the way that a lot of people see Jesus back then or seen Jesus back then or even today in her song that she sang. It's a sad thing that many will celebrate this time and not even think about Jesus. There's a lot of people in the world out there that will go through this season and not one thought will, will be upon Christ Jesus the Lord. It's amazing how the world has got to that point that they will go through a holiday season, call it a holiday season, get the day off from work and think that the only thing that everybody's celebrating that gets you off of work, that gets you a paid holiday is a fat guy in a red suit. If they would just stop and think for a minute, okay, really, what is this all about? And that's fun stuff and that's okay, but it's really about the King of Kings and why He came. This is the whole purpose of Christianity. It's beginning right here. It's beginning right here with the coming of the Lord Jesus the Christ. We could almost feel it as He was holding Jesus in His arms. The desire that He had. 
To remedy this problem that people have where they don't recognize the true meaning of this season that we're in, it's because you have a skewed view of what that day really meant and what it means to you. And who Jesus is, we can't forget about that. In his arms, he was looking at the only begotten son of the living God. Could you imagine that? I mean, take for just a minute and stop and think about what was going on right here. Simeon picked that baby up who was the son of the living God and held in his arms heaven's best. The one that would heal you. The one that would set you free. The one that would would bring salvation and the plan of salvation to the planet. He was holding him in his arms. The one in a few short years who would give his life and save the world. All that would believe in him. All of the all of time, all of the earth's redemption, all of the things that was cursed in the very beginning in the book of Genesis. He was holding the answer to all of that in his arms so much more than our minds can even comprehend. He was holding in the palms of his hand. I mean, the very earth was cursed at the sin that Adam had committed and Eve. The answer to that very first problem The answer to all of these things he was holding, looking at him. And here's the the neat thing about this. He knew this. Because he prophesied to them about who Jesus was, what was going to happen to them. He said he's going to be the one that's going to be the rise of many and the fall of many. Sword's going to pierce your heart. He's going to reveal the deepest things inside of people. There's going to be people that this one baby is bringing the answer that all of humankind has to have. But there's going to be people that purposely reject that. That they don't want this. He was holding in his... Do you see the the enormous magnanimity of Christ in this? And he was holding him in his hands. Oh, we pass through these pages so quickly when we're reading the Bible and we look at this and we don't even think. The good, the awesome thing about this is Simeon knew the Messiah and what he was to do. He even says it. He says he's going to be a light to the Gentiles. He knew he wasn't coming to just restore Israel back to a back to a normal nation and run the Romans out of town. He knew the plan. It was revealed to him. And man, he was holding him in the palms of his hands. The answer as to why Jesus came. If you know why Jesus came, you'll celebrate this holiday correctly. Yeah. You won't forget. First John 3 and 8 answers that question. It says, for this purpose, the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. That baby that was lying in a manger was to destroy the works of the devil. John said that the apostle John, the beloved one said that. And understand what is the works of the devil then? What is the works that Jesus came to destroy? The fact that there was an eternal separation between us and God forever caused by sin. Sin caused a separation. 
One that was not enjoyed since the Garden of Eden before the fall. Sin caused that. Not an intimate relationship, not a walking with the Lord in the cool of the day and an intimate uh, relationship with God. Sin ruined that. And we worshiped Him afar by rules and regulations and by law. Jesus came to de- demolish that and restore and be a gap between the two. A bridge, if you will, that you can have that proper relationship with Jesus Christ. That's who that baby is. Well, they didn't, they didn't know that. Let me tell you, Jesus is coming to us from heaven. And being born that night in the city of Bethlehem was God sending a message to the devil. I'm about to destroy your works. I've come to destroy your works. It was a message that God was about to set the captives free. We celebrate the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ because we understand the meaning of this man's life, his death, and his resurrection. It was a word sent from God that we're going to set the captives free. That's you and me and everyone who would believe in the baby and King Jesus. The Bible Bible said who was the word and was made flesh and dwelt among us. Simeon was holding in his hands the word of God. It's hard to believe that the creation was holding its creator. The Bible says everything that was made was made by him and for him. What a what a what a look that creation was holding its creator. Unbelievable how we pass through this and not see these things. Before we answer the question of who Jesus is, we have to know who he is and what he what his life meant. To be the perfect sacrifice that would satisfy the wrath of God. Who would take the wrath in your place is what that baby meant. His life was going to be that of a sacrifice. And he was on the run even from birth. A refugee. From from almost the time that he was born. On the run for his life. In Rama, the scripture says, You could hear weeping as Rachel was weeping for her children, for they were not. Rachel meaning the women of Israel as their babies was killed. Can you you believe this? Who was that baby? The coming of that baby. The devil hated the coming of that baby so much that he invaded the heart of a man who would decree that all children of a certain age would be put to death. Trying to kill that one baby. That's who we're celebrating the birth of. Can you imagine going through all of this town? Let's just say Menifee County. What would it be like if your leaders decreed that your children below a certain age would all be put to death? Imagine that. Imagine that if it was across the United States of America. You see, you've got to stop and realize what is happening here. Could you imagine the Roman soldiers and their swords drawn thrusting that blade 
through your children as the devil is trying to stop the manifestation of God in the flesh. Have you ever stopped to just think about that? Rachel Rachel weeping for her children because they are not. Little Jesus, a refugee for His life. Imagine, what would you do? What would be the sound of this town? I believe you could hear the cries of the United States if you walked outside of it. You would hear nothing but weeping all across the land. That baby was so important. Satan, who knew the justification of man was coming, was going to try to stop this mission, was going to try to stop Jesus Christ. And imagine the babies being murdered. Unbelievable. We can't forget Jesus and Christmas. We can't, we can't let that slide by, world. And those that's watching, don't let that slide by. That little fact that this is about Jesus. He came to provide forgiveness for sins. Something that no one else could do. Wrapped up in the flesh of that baby. By His stripes, we are healed. The skin that covered that God-man, the second person of the Holy Trinity, would be whipped, bludgeoned, and beaten so that we could be free. He that knew no sin became sin. So that He could take the wrath of God that was intended for you and me. That's who this baby is. Oh, I love this baby. I love this time of year when we celebrate. Romans 5, 8 and 11 says, But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, listen, don't let those three words slip by your ears so easily. The blood of Christ. For there to be blood of Christ, there had to have been something that caused that to happen. On that baby, on that skin that Simeon held, that full-grown child at 33 years of age, his own bodily blood was going to produce for you and me what it takes to be saved for the remission of sins. He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Verse 10, Romans 5 says we will certainly be saved through the life of His Son, so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us not an enemy of God anymore, but friends of God. Romans 5.17 For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and His gift of righteousness for all who receive it 
will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. His coming, that baby, was the only possible way that you and I had to make it to heaven. Nothing on this earth can provide it. Remember, through all of our Christian days, that there is nothing on earth that you can do to save yourself. Ain't nothing you can do with these hands. You can't save yourself. It's through the baby. It's through the bodily resurrection. It's through the man, Jesus Christ, who took your sins upon Him, nailed it to the cross, and in three days rose from the grave. It's by faith in that missionary, in that man, that you're saved. How important is that baby? Oh, how we have let it slip by so easily. I love our sign. Whoever put that up there, I love it. So true it is. So true it is. This baby are to those who are lonely, a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Simeon knew this. To those that's broken in spirit, he's your counselor. To those who are broken, by his stripes were healed. To those that are lost, he's light in a dark place. He's the Son of the living God, sent down to rescue those that are lost, us. This baby, what a wonderful baby. How we can forget. Let me read through this again. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. I want to think that I would have recognized this stuff when it was going on, but I'll guarantee I wouldn't have. I would have been just as lost as everybody else. And there's times that I think, man, I would have loved to have been there. I would have loved to have been right there at this moment. I would have loved to have been there if I'd have had the knowledge that I have today. Because you imagine them carrying this blessed baby around town, walking right by people and people not even knowing that that was going to be their only ticket to heaven. Can you imagine? But the Holy Spirit revealed to this one man that here he comes. Here comes the Messiah that you've been waiting for. I want to hope that I would have, rec- I hope that I would have recognized this. People say, oh, I would have loved to have been there. Maybe you wouldn't have. Maybe you wouldn't have known. Maybe you would have been a passerby that would have never known anything. But thank God you are where you are right now. Well, now we know. Who this baby is. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. What a wonderful thing. And here's my prayer.
This is my prayer for our Christmas. That just as this promise was given to Simeon, I pray that none of us see death before we see Jesus. You know how deadly that is. We read over that and we don't, we take that very for granted. That's God whispering a secret into the ears of preachers. Listen to this. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. That a preach and that a preach and that a preach. Don't let the Christ pass you by. Don't let death come calling before you see the Lord. Don't let death come and claim its hold on you while we're forgetting about Jesus. Oh, that a preach. Don't let death come. What a thing for God to say to a man. Promised him. Promised him. You're not going to die until your eyes look upon your Savior. What a wonderful promise to know that my Lord has come to rescue me. In this man's older age, he had been waiting. Now I know talking to my dad before he passed, his mortality was always on his mind. There must be an age, a time perhaps, when men and women begin to think on these things. Think on the passing day. On the day when the great mystery will be solved. When death comes calling. And it's coming for us all. The young and the old. But I've seen my dad think on this many times. What a consolation. My dad would come down to me and say, hey, listen. I'm just being transparent with you all. This is what's going to happen. I'm not going to be here much longer. You need to know this. You need to know this. You're the only one left. You need to know this. You need to know that. Didn't he? All the time. He wanted to talk about this. All the time. I was uncomfortable talking about it. I don't want to talk about this, Dad. I don't want to hear about it. No, you need to know. What a consolation from God to tell a man who was realizing his own mortality you're not going to spend very much time in the grave because I've come to rescue you. You're going to see the one that's going to come and take you to heaven. Your eyes are going to look upon the one. Now, I don't know how many more years Simeon lived. I don't know. But his eyes seen his salvation. How wonderful is that? So I ask you tonight. Has your eyes seen your salvation? Or is he just a baby in a manger? Has your eyes looked upon your Redeemer? Has your heart's eyes looked upon its salvation? Or is it just a time of year? When you look at this this way, it really brings home 
the majesty of his majesty and his birth, the uniqueness of this baby that Simeon took in his hands. My eyes have looked upon thy salvation. Don't let death come before you've looked at Jesus. Stand with me.